Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm really excited for this episode. Uh, back-to-back week. If you haven't already listened to the episode with Lori Verda, please check it out. Lori is awesome, part of Viking Ninja, the Viking Ninja team. This episode is great, too, because I, I talk with another member of the Viking Ninja team, and that is MMA fighter Benny Halder. I got to meet Benny at the Viking Ninja White Belt Weekend. It's a phenomenal time getting to know this guy. Uh, on this podcast, we talk a little bit about his training regimen, how Viking Ninja steel mace workouts and bodyweight workouts have excelled his career, excelled his his uh, capabilities physically and mentally. He talks a little bit about how he got into MMA and how the journey has been to get his pro card. So he's a great guy. Uh, I look forward to crossing paths with Benny as time goes on with Viking Ninja. Enjoy the show, everybody. Benny Boy MMA, Uncle Aunt, Uncle Benny, Viking Ninja. How's it going today, dude? Oh man, it's going. Just over here uh, recuperating from the little five mile run I went on. Um, oh yeah, dude. Let's fucking let's let's break down a little bit of your training. So you're a professional MMA fighter. You just got your professional card. We met literally one week ago as a Viking Ninja white belt. And I'll tell you, every time I do one of the certifications with Viking Ninja. I always meet a handful of awesome people. So I'm really, really glad to connect with you. Uh, so what were your thoughts on Viking Ninja weekend? Dude, um, overall, it's just a major blessing. Like what you were saying, you just meet a, a handful of group of people that just love to embrace the grind. And we all go up there and we learn a bunch of knowledge and we grind it out together. It's just a overall great experience. Um, what the boys at MSP did. Uh, MSP Gym is doing is awesome. Uh, For sure. Like TJ Lawson and uh, Zane Roebuck, Jimmy Walker. Yeah. Uh, Michael, Phil behind yes. the scenes. They're all Mikey working Swell. hard together. The big eater, Mikey Swell. That- Dude, he's so big, man. <laughs> like, I, I saw. Well, you you were there when we were out to eat after the the weekend was over. Were you not? You were there, right? Yeah, yeah. You I didn't exactly look food. over and see the plate full of food. I I kind of spaced on doing that. <laughs> Dude, he's so big, man. He's so freaking <laughs> so jacked. And like you talk to him, like he's connected somehow, some way. Like he's very intelligent when he when he talks. Like he's got goals. He's got uh, a plan to put things in place. He's a super smart kid, and I get like super jacked up every time I talk to him. Like. No joke, after the weekend was over, like Monday morning wakes up and we went through a pretty grueling two-day, eight-hour days uh, workout weekend. And like I was so jacked up to like get after it on Monday just because of like all the positive vibes. You know what I'm saying, dude? Did you uh, happen to give his pre-workout a try yet? His jungle- I did. I did. Jungle shot. I did it uh, on Wednesday before a soccer practice. It's Number one, it tastes amazing, which is like a really important factor in a pre-workout because there's a lot of pre-workouts that taste like shit. So yeah. jungle shot, candy, sour candy tastes amazing. And I felt pretty freaking good. I only yeah. took it one time though. How about you? Oh, it was a, uh, it was a great experience. Um, did you happen to hear about the lady that had the rough experience on it at, at lunch? No, no, no. Can you talk about it? Oh man. You know, the, the memes that are out there when the the pre workout hits you and they're <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> jollied out and they're <laughs> they're all in the zone. That's uh that's what she was experiencing. It was a uh, it was kind of a funny moment, but 
That's good. It's good uh, though. Like you gotta, you gotta learn to embrace that feeling, and then for for whatever it is that you're doing in the moment, whether whether it's a steel mace workout or you're doing a five mile run or playing a game or whatever, like you gotta embrace it and just put your fucking foot to the pedal and just go. You know. Yeah, it's definitely not a pre workout. I would recommend taking if you're a first timer. You gotta ease on into that one. Yeah, you know what? That's actually pretty interesting to talk about because it does take a little bit of time to acclimate to, you know, caffeine. And uh, I think there's a beta alanine in there. So it kind of gives you like the tingles. And that's that's uh, sometimes for first time goers hard to get used to. And they may not like that feeling right away. But yeah, I, I would agree with you. Somebody a little bit more experienced in, in taking pre-workouts. Uh, yeah, maybe that that's a good idea. So anyway, how did you feel after the weekend was over? Were you sore from the the warrior spirit test? Um the biggest part was my calves and my quads, all those bear squats. Yes, dude, the bear squats are so hard. The 100 bear squats. They're yeah, dude. The Viking Ninja 500. Yeah, man, that was that was intense. The bear squats I knew were going to get me, but I'll tell you what really messed me up was the 100 push-ups because I don't know that um, my triceps have been so sore for a straight six days. I'm telling you, today is like the first day where I don't feel any soreness in my triceps. But the entire week, like it was hard to like bring my like water bottle to my mouth because my triceps were so on fuego. Dude. Oh, wow. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> maybe I was maybe that was the only one who. Um, yeah, who I, I fortunately did not have that rough of experience <laughs> yeah well you know what like going through them going through the the test i felt really really strong and yeah. I mean, everybody fucking crushed it you know down to the one girl who took the last three seconds to get it done it was just like all you know positive shit going on in there yeah it was all now, great positive reinforcement definitely definitely so i i noticed that you have a uh ninja turtles tattoo on your leg and you told me you're like i'm all about mixed martial arts and pizza bro yeah. So then I got to find out about your, uh, you know, you, that you're a professional fighter and you just got your pro card. You had one fight. Like, talk a little bit about how you got into mixed martial arts, your love for it. And we can kind of like go on from there. Uh, man, it's been a it's been quite the crazy ride so far for the seven years that I've been doing it. Um, so basically, I've wrestled my whole life since about seven, eight years old. So that initial competitive, like brutality has always like been installed for me since a young age. And then uh, growing up about 14, 15 hit MMA starts grow, uh, becoming a big thing and comes onto the scene and, and, uh, the ultimate fighter comes out on bike TV. And I think, that was the first season with like Chris Lieben, Forrest Griffin, like all the old Ultimate Fighters, the original guys. And I just fell in love with the sport and um, kind of knew I wanted to get into it, and I just never knew how to. And um, mom and dad weren't really a fan of it because you know it was fighting. Sure. At the end of the day, and um, they weren't a big fan of it. But um, that in Iowa. When you were doing high school wrestling, uh, what, like, how did you like? What was your record? Did you win any state titles? Like, what type of uh, 
what type of things happened where you started to think about, wow, I could really, you know, try to go pro or figure out how to do this? Because I think regular people, they don't understand the type of work and dedication and actual athleticism it takes to being a pro. Like there's a lot of guys out there. Oh, I can do better. I can beat this guy up or I'm stronger than him. Like, like regular people don't really understand what it takes to be a pro. So like, what was your high school career like? And and did you wrestle in college? No, I didn't go to college. Uh, I wasn't the greatest student in school. I'll just put that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just no. It's good. That. I mean, it's good to get this information out because you know I'm all, I'm a high school teacher too, um, and I you know it's great to kind of hear like people's mindset and like uh, their their high school career and and what they thought about it and how like kids who didn't excel in high school are excelling in in the real world in other ways and it's important for kids in high school to hear. You know, it gives them hope. Definitely, yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know. Whoever um, young is listening to this can maybe um, take some notes down for themselves, you know, and maybe use it as inspiration. For sure. Uh, well, yeah, definitely. So back in high school, you weren't the best student. So yeah, I was kind of a shithead student in a sort of way. Um, but junior year wrestling, um, sophomore year wrestling, I made it on the varsity team. I In 2A wrestling in Iowa, you go through – sectionals districts and then you make it to state sectionals, mm. they take the top two and then you go to districts where the um top two out of different sectionals meet up and then they take the top two out of sectionals or the districts and you move on to state um so my sophomore year i made it through sectionals i won sectionals and then i ran into the number two kid and the four kid in the state and just being young, I wasn't able to handle um, what they had to offer. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I'm going through that right now with uh, my my girls' soccer team that I coach. I have a whole bunch of freshmen and sophomores. The majority of the team is, uh, you know, young underclassmen, and yes. you know, it really does. It takes time to like get used to the speed and the strength of the opponents that are, you know, that are upperclassmen, juniors and seniors, especially if they're third and fourth in the state or whatever. Definitely uh, maturity and just the puberty in high school goes a long way, you know. Sure, sure. Um, So so you had some success or what what happened there? I ended up getting taken third in sectionals. So a year goes by, I go through all my strength and conditioning. Um, I'm also involved in football and soccer heavy in high school dad oh nice um very active in sports yeah you seem very athletic the way just when i was training with you like you definitely knew how to control your body you knew how to move your mindset was like spot on every time you never got too too far away or distracted which are all like aspects of you know a professional athlete right definitely and it's uh yeah sports have played a huge part of my whole life you know soccer was definitely my first love before wrestling um but Anyways, leading up to junior year of wrestling, um, I was going 6-0 into a tournament. I ended up blowing out my elbow, and it put me out for the whole year. Oh, damn. So, yeah, that was I kind of was injury-prone that year. So what was the, the, the recovery process like? You know, that's something that happens a lot with high school athletes, college athletes. Like, they get these – crazy injuries and then the the road to rehabilitation 
um, isn't very clear sometimes. And, you know, kids got to be disciplined and they got to make sure that they're regularly doing their exercises and making sure to get sleep and water and all that. So what was your recovery process like and how did you get yourself back to being? Uh, so as a baseball pitcher, what the injury was is it's very common in the baseball world. You know, Tommy John. Yep, of course. Any chance? That's the ligament that I tore in my elbow in the in the process. Damn. The doctor decided that since I wasn't a baseball pitcher or a quarterback or anything, that the surgery was going to be unnecessary. So we got to physical therapy and got it probably about as strong as as what it was before. And um, Brant Ryerson, he did a phenomenal job at that. I was, I still give a lot of credit to that guy to this day for that's pretty amazing dude that's, elbow in the that's condition that like what kind of what type of uh, exercises were you doing anything specific that that really helped you uh when we got into like the real heavy physical therapy part it was a lot of stability work mm. you know stability muscles firing again and getting those ligaments that um got weakened in the process strengthening those back up I never did get back into weightlifting like I um, did before I hurt my elbow, and I still never benched the same amount to this day. But my, I never hit the weights as hard after that process. After that process. Yeah, interesting. I mean, like obviously, weight like bench pressing and squatting and deadlifting and these these linear motions—they've got us very, very far in this fitness world. I'm not very, I'm not sure how much like a heavy bench press, like, I mean, is it, does that really translate, you know, after a certain point in, in mixed martial arts? Like if you can go from 225 to like 315, is that going to translate that much more or what are your thoughts? on that? Um, as a, as a young athlete, I thought so, but growing up nowadays, I don't think so as much. There's definitely a lot more, um, strength and conditioning ways you can definitely pack some more power onto your punch other than benching. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, that, that kind of goes, you know, a nice, it's a nice segue into like what Viking Ninja provides, uh, you know, the steel mace portion of it, you know, they talk about making something light feel heavy. How has that impacted your, your, uh, your, you know, your workout routine? How's that impacted your training camp and, you know, how you've been uh, feeling and performing now? Um, I believe it has ever since I've started using the mace. I've started, I met with TJ and the boys last April off of a story. It was kind of like a coincidental story. Where I train at is called Sisu Strength Academy. That's where I do all my strength and conditioning. Shout out to those guys. Um, Sisu is a Finnish word for extreme bravery, extreme courage. So they have like the Viking stoic concept already kind of incorporated at their gym. And with me training mixed martial arts, I started hashtagging stuff Viking Ninja one day. And um, TJ reached out to me and I came out to MSP in April. And ever since using the steel mace and starting to incorporate the, the body movement section too into my um into my life it's 
definitely um, been a beneficial to my barbell weights as well because I still do that here and there with uh, at Sisu. Yeah, th that's true. I, 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 I'm, you know, I've said that multiple times, and you know, it's very good to make those connections because in in the fitness world, people could kind of like. Uh, associate with just one form of fitness. So like I just do powerlifting or I just do yoga or I just do dumbbells or kettlebells or whatever. Who that nice hot yoga? That, like, Have you done a hot yoga session ever? Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I, I, I love yoga, man. I've been, I'm very experienced. I mean, like very experienced with yoga. I've been doing yoga on and off for a good, like, I don't know, nine years, ever since I was uh, in college. When I was in college, I kicked and punted for a college football team oh nice and that's yeah, what you uh it's transitioned over into playing flag football now right yes sir yes sir like i mean i just listen if i don't if i don't make you know if i don't be part of a team and like get that out of me you know whether i'm playing soccer or playing flag football or whatever like i'm trying like i, I make like if i don't get that that animal out in me. Like I, I know that something will manifest in a negative way somehow, some way. So like definitely that I've worked on my entire life and I'm not a professional athlete, obviously. Like I played in college, I had my time, but it's fun to do these recreational sports and, and, you know, build a community outside of a community or within a community and like be part of a team and, and compete and, and score goals and kick field goals and win championships. And like all that shit is really like important to me. So I got to keep it in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you understand that. Definitely that just that keeping that competitive edge is important to um, a lot of people's life in the fitness world. I have a few, um, I think, I believe. Again, yeah, meet across sure. at the, anybody that you meet across the, in Viking Ninja, they got that that competitive thirst. It may not be like, um, you know, what, what Isik likes to say is we're not here to compete with each other. We're here to compete within each other or in our, within ourselves. Yes, right. right. Wrong. We're not here to compete with each other. We're here to compete within ourselves. Um, I believe a lot of those people, you know, have that that competitive edge built inside them in the fitness world. Oh yeah, definitely. There's there's a lot of that. Um, I think there's a lot of ego still, and and these oh, are these yeah, are these are the things that I'm interested in in balancing out in myself. Like you, a guy like you, a guy like me, like we're both very primal alpha leader type guys. And like, you know, we want to go out there and play our sports. Um, and with that comes like this, this little bit of ego, like I'm the man, I need to make sure that I do my part so that the team can be successful. Like it's important at times and when, it, when it's, you know, when it's time for that, but I'm also like very interested in learning to balance that mindset and, and try to be more calm and, and like sensitive and, um, and listen to people more and not get so excited like I would so, naturally do. Yeah, but like caught up in the moment. Yeah, for sure. It's very important to me. Um, it's, I guess that's a nice little segue to um, how do you like, how do you prepare mentally for fights? How do you prepare mentally Oof. for training sessions? And, and like maybe even just like the, your, your week ahead of you, like how do you prepare mentally? Uh, there's, it's hard to kind of put into words. Um, you basically got to, 
Um, what helps me the most is preaching a little saying to myself. It's uh, calm, cool, and collected. Reminding myself to be calm, cool, and collected. And that, that really helps my mindset out going into a fight as I'm walking up to the cage. Nice, like a little mantra, calm, cool, collected, be in the moment type thing. Do you do any yeah. breath work or meditation like throughout throughout the week or daily or anything like that? Uh, you know, that's like one of the things that I'm starting to adventure into. And um, I've done one hot yoga session and then I, I went on the road for work. And that's my next movement is to get into yoga and, and possibly learn those breath uh, the those breath techniques because I don't know any of that. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you right now, just from experience and, and don't just believe me, like go out there and, and read about these things, but meditation, breath work, and, you know, doing movement, obviously like doing whatever steel mace, body weight movement, or, you know, hot yoga, for example, like tying breath and movement together and focusing like your, your mindset on your breath, your inhale, your exhale, it gets your brain in a very calming state of being. And I, I like to say that you can process information from your environment at a, like a higher level and in, in the purest form, you know? So when you're getting that pure information coming in through the environment, like you, you understand how to behave and act with the most intelligence and the most efficiency. Does that make any sense? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. So everything's uh, driving I, I would, together. No, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Everything's yeah. just jiving together. Very, everything's in tune with each other. Definitely. I think, dude, it takes time. It takes time to practice these skills. Like I'm having trouble um, intertwining mindset and mindfulness, uh, visualization and breath work within my my team because my 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 girls that I coach because it's uh, it's something that that's looked at like it's woo woo or this doesn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have enough time to practice, whatever the excuses are. And, you know, people will make whatever excuse they want to to justify why they can't do something. But it, it's hard to get in the practice of doing it and, and, and keeping your mindset on your breath. And, and people think, oh, but I think about things too much. Um, it's 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 difficult to get in into it. But I, I think with consistency, with uh, with practice, with, you know, regular breath work um and, and intentional breath work uh, it's something that will will add not just to your your performance in sports but the way you handle things in life you know because there's so many times where shit hits the fan and you're not in control so you have to shift into a relaxed parasympathetic state as opposed to being in fight or flight or sympathetic state of mind all the time you know what i'm saying right where that breath work where that breath work kind of takes you through those deep depths yes for sure so talk to me about your first experience with hot yoga what, what i mean obviously you're excited about it yeah uh dude i lost like oh man that's the most i've ever sweated in something between doing an mma class you know like a strength conditioning yeah. class anything that that hot yoga class kind of exposed me and exposed like a lot of immobilities that i have from years of training yeah for sure dude uh love 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 hot yoga uh, i don't do it enough um do you do when you're in like camp training camp do you have like a specific time frame of how you you structure things before a fight or what's the protocol grinding grinding from sun up to sundown 
Say that again. What was the word you grinding. used? Grinding. Grinding. <laughs> grinding from sunup to sundown. So elaborate. Let's peel that back a little bit. Do you put that in like a three month time frame? Um, week thing? So like what? in the MMA uh, world, you know, ideally a perfect training camp is eight to ten weeks long. Okay. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's hard to find fights in those time frames. You know, things pop up, things happen. Sure. Sure. And like, even like, do you take, do you take fights last second where you only have like three weeks to prepare? Is that, I did a lot as an amateur when I was younger and I was kind of just doing it more so for the fun and an experience. But, um, as I've taken more things more serious, I have not done that. Interesting. Didn't, uh, I think Isak was telling me about Brandon Davis kind of like, like taking a fight last second and won a few weeks back. Yeah. You you know, that's, that's a hard thing to do, you know. Basically, you got to be, you got to stay ready and just be ready to go, at all times. And uh, that's something I'm kind of working towards too now, as as I turned into this pro fighter. Because uh, yeah, that's a good call. No, that's a good call. Staying ready and and being ready to go when when uh, you know Dana White calls or whoever is at the helm. Adjusting <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm no, uh, I got a ways to go before we get there, but. <laughs> someday you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i mean like whoever whoever's calling but right. like you know like listen dude you're 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 working with the right people it seems like you have the right mindset and and i'm a huge believer in visualizing shit and like if you're around the right people let's say you know you you meet up with Isik again and and you know he connects you with some of those guys or let's say you go down to the on facility and you mingle with whoever and you make these connections like that type of stuff has like this uh this contagious effect you know what i'm saying it's like this energetic effect and oh no doubt you know you put those things in in your mind and like if you're thinking about that call when dana white calls you and and you visualize on your phone dana white's calling or this number from las vegas is fucking this unknown number is calling you and it's like benny you ready to fight? Let's go, baby. I got something for you, preliminary or whatever. Like, let's go, baby. Yeah, you when ready and to where? go? <laughs> <laughs> when and where? <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Like, it's anything can fucking happen. I'm a huge believer in that, and I've been like living like that. I mean, it seems like you got a good mantra. Do you uh, do you follow any like kind of eating patterns that are different? Um, I know. Music- talking about cowboy Cerrone just eating everything and drinking everything that he can is there something that yes uh i'm kind of getting into intermittent fasting oh yeah i'm starting to become a believer in that um my last fight i went through a keto and kind of an intermittent intermittent fast for that training camp and that is the best i've ever felt um Beefcake Fuel pretty much took care of all my nutrition and they provided all my meals for me and uh, made my whole meal prep just pretty much mind-numbing for me where I just pressed 45 seconds on the microwave and I was eating great food. Interesting. Now, what what kind of hours did you have set up? Were they consistent every single day, like a 12 to 5 eating window or a 12 to 8 eat feeding window? And what, what was that like? Um, I wouldn't eat after 8. 8 a.m.? Yeah, after, well, um, excuse me. I would eat, like, around lunch hour, so about 1 o'clock would be my meal of the day. 
Your first meal. Yeah. Yes. That's where you break your fast. Okay, yes. got it. Now leading leading up to one p.m. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Let's let's peel this back. One p.m. and then you finish eating at what time? Um, eight. Out of everything that what I've looked into for myself, eight was the big like generalization of when to stop eating. Interesting. And then from one to eight, what type of food did you eat? Did you have like, oh, so you were talking about that, the company that kind of yeah. provided your food, but like what, what, like what kind of stuff did they set up? It was just all real high quality food, um, real lean meats, like a lot of turkey. I would still eat red meat. They put steak in there, chickens, and then just loaded up on veggies as well. Nice. And then carbohydrates wise, like, did you have rice, quinoa, some um, sort of bread? Or anything it was like, like so when I felt like my carbs starting to really deplete, I would have a carb day here and there where I would kind of go out of my keto phase mm -hmm. and I would have like spaghetti on like a Wednesday night. Interesting. Carbs were generally uh, taken in on Wednesday nights. Okay, cool. Yeah, like a kind of like a, a carb re refuel. Yeah. Very interesting. This, this is very similar to the the protocol I'd put on my clients for weight loss. This is very similar to the the diet that I was been you know the diet that I've been doing for the last couple of years. And I will agree with you one hundred percent. I have seen tremendous results in in body fat percentage dropping, uh, muscu muscular muscular. Uh, uh, hypertrophy, like I definitely stayed. Really yes, I didn't lose any muscle, so I went from two hundred down to one sixty for that fight camp. Two hundred to one sixty. Yes. Wow, boy. And I did not, I didn't lose any of my strength. I, I probably even put on like five pounds of, like a PR towards my end of my camp. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. But I felt phenomenal and everything like that. That's the best I've ever felt, hands down. Awesome. So do you continue to do this one to eight every day on the weekends too? Um, when I'm out, I'm starting to get back into that routine. On the um, Lately, I have not followed that as strictly. You know, I, um, I'm kind of on the, what Isik said, the Donald Cerrone diet. <laughs> 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 you know what? He just won the other day. I love pizza. I'm a martial artist. I love Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh. Yeah, man. Listen, dude, I get it. I'll, I'll tell you this too, just from intermittent fasting regularly. And sometimes like I'll do it. I'll do exactly how you do it, man. Exactly. Like I'll start eating around one or two o'clock, latest three o'clock. Uh, cause my day is so damn busy from five to that time. Yeah. Um, so I'll have my first meal around then and then I'll stop eating around eight o'clock. And in that time, since I've been doing it for now three years, almost like I have so much leeway in what I could eat. Like on days when I'm feeling like, fuck it, I just want to have McDonald's or have some hamburgers or some pizza. Like I still keep lean and I still stay strong and I still have like really high energy levels all day. And Nine out of 10 days, I'm like very positive and I'm very upbeat about like what I'm doing. And, you know, that can be from another, a lot of other reasons. Like I have a really fun job and I have a ton of fun projects that I'm doing. Oh, definitely. Just like Your surrounding so environment plays a big play on how you feel. No doubt. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, 
But yeah, that's interesting. Now you said that you were kind of phasing away from the keto. So now this time around, are you going to have more carbohydrates? Do you feel like that's going to be advantageous to you? Or are you going to um, have when, So if I get back into a serious training camp, I'll probably go back into the same exact um, diet regimen that I did just because I felt so great and had so much success on it. You know, I went for Two hundred down to one sixty, pretty, pretty smoothly. Now, are you gonna stay in that same uh, weight class? Or yeah, I like I like fighting down at lightweight. That's where I feel most optimal. Nice. Yeah. So, what's the timetable, and what are you looking for for fight number two? So, like, let take take me back through fight number one. Like, unfortunately, you lost, but how has that like, like, how do you how do you come back from from losing your first pro fight? um with with resiliency with positivity how's that been how's that how's that been going for you it's it was definitely hard at first you know it fighting is a very tough thing you know it's a very in a sort of sense it's a very lonely sport it's at the end of the day it's only you in there you know competing it's only you that's dealing with those feelings outside and maybe maybe those directly people like uh your girlfriend or your wife for instance that's that's seeing those. It's kind of like a, <clears throat> it's kind of depressing, but uh, <laughs> dealing with something like that. But you just, uh, it's like a trial and tribulation. You figure out how to just climb over that wall and bounce back and um, figuring out what we needed to do to correct myself and grabbing another game plan together. And we're ready to rock and roll now and figure out. Um, what's the next move that I need to make? Dude, love it. I love it. It's very optimistic. And, you know, it's a nice message to send to, to anybody listening because, you know, that, that loss of a fight is a metaphor for getting fired from a job or, you know, losing a business deal or whatever the case is like resiliency is a, is a characteristic that humans need to build and they need to figure out ways that they can kind of, kind of learn to overcome these types of issues. Um, So now is there, I mean, is there like a process you go through, like, you know, with death, you grieve and then there's steps. It's, <laughs> like, is there, is there a process that you go through? Like you first take a week or so, or two weeks before it's, you start training? It's again? crazy that you say that because uh, I experienced a death of a really close friend of mine right after high school and went through that whole great grieving process and, and to figure out what was going to take me out of this depression and walked into the doors of MMA gym and left. So it's like uh, MMA is what's brought me out of this great depression, but at the same time, it's been a son of a bitch and it's put me through some depressions. <laughs> but uh, it's it's great because it's just like it builds you up to be a hard-nosed son of a bitch basically (laughs) hell yeah dude i mean i I love that i love hearing that man that's very important and like you get to choose your own path right you choose your struggle yeah you know you're finding a ton of success but at the same time like losses and you know when shit goes wrong it's sharpening your your tools it's sharpening your knives man And, and next time you go out and fight you're gonna you know you're gonna 
have more experience. You're going to know better and, and hopefully get the W. What's the timetable on the next round? Um, we haven't really been looking too hard for another fight. I've just been kind of been focused on the steel mace and this Viking Ninja stuff, man, honestly. Um, yeah, take me take me through a little bit of that. Like, what's the next move now? Like, now that you're a Viking Ninja athlete, white belt, do you train people? Um, like, what what do you do with this? Um, we're kind of trying to figure out what's next with that. I'd like to try and get a couple workshops to pop up here in Des Moines and try and get the Viking Ninja movement strong throughout the Midwest. You know, it's I don't think it's been brought to Iowa yet, so. Um, That'd be pretty cool to to get the boys out here, you know? Dude, I like that. I like the sound of that because uh, you know, I'm in the I'm in the business as well. Like I, I'm starting my company called Steel Mace Oak Park. And um I wanna try to figure out a way to partner with Viking Ninja and because this is an education system. This is not just let's get fit and you know, burn yeah, fat we should all fix ourselves. Like this is a this is a system to where we can like teach other people these dynamics these these movements the uh, the technique the cues so that we can like build a society we can build an army really functional humans a Viking ninja army <laughs> exactly well exactly dude like it sounds it sounds ridiculous and like oh it's like a clicky thing but like this, this is a this is a system to provide a value to people on so many fronts you know what I'm saying like. You teach somebody the technique of these things and they can teach it to somebody else. And you can have a steel maze anywhere. You can do it anywhere. You don't have to have gym memberships. Like working out and, and movement and, and, and all that type of thing should be looked at in a different from a different lens. You know, like making ourselves optimal, like you were saying, like that should be really high on your priority list, whether you're an MMA fighter or just an accountant or, you know, not knocking accountants. They're very important. But like, if you want to be optimal in anything that you do, you got to be physically and mentally there. And that's what the steel mace and body weight and kettlebells and clubs and, you know, just exercise in general is going to do for you. You know what I'm saying? And Viking Ninja fucking is, is a great system to learn, you know, and, and teach other coaches and teach clients and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without a doubt, and I, it's just a whole new interesting concept to learn too, bringing back some very uh, old school traditional ways, you know. Yeah. Do you do any other workouts with uh, unconventional tools like kettlebells or clubs or ropes or sandbags or anything? Like that? Um, where I train at for my strength and conditioning, we do a lot of kettlebell work, but it's um, fairly simple, complex movements. Mm -hmm. uh kettlebell swing to a, a push press kind of thing or match sure. sort of sense yeah but other than that we don't do anything too crazy but i definitely do like i like using the kettlebells because it you have to uh really focus on your your stability of your core yeah man so important so important let me tell you this. Like, I'm 30 years old, and I'm. I know I've, it's been a long. Besides the fact that I, I kick in like a, a top level flag football league, like which you know is takes athleticism and, and strength and all that. MVP. Like, strong mindset. I don't. I don't do a lot of other things, but I'll tell you that at 30 years old, I am the strongest, most agile, quick to recover, 
I mean, as aside from my, my, my triceps from the, the Viking Ninja test, like I said earlier, but like way more athletic and strong than I've ever been in my life. Definitely. From doing these, just from doing these unconventional methods of movement. No doubt. Uh, you just, you've applied all your knowledge that you've put together over the years. Um, not everybody necessarily takes that and puts it all together, you know? Yeah, no, it's actually it's a really good point. And and part of my part of my mission and vocation in the next few years like like you is like build a Viking Ninja army, like teach people these techniques so that we can kind of Let's just all get one another and train each other. Yeah, up, just you know? everybody empower everybody, you know. That's That's if I had to make one solid movement, I think it would be that. Just everybody empower everybody, you know. I don't think it needs to be necessarily broken down into like one gender or one race or anything like that. Um, I believe everybody should um, feel good about each other and and just back each other, you know. Hundred percent. I used to have this. Want to see everybody do great. Yeah, I do too. I'm with you, man. I think uh, pushing other people up and providing value. I, I used to say hashtag team human. Like that's the team we're on. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, we're all fucking humans. We all want love and to be accepted. And, you know, like we're all more or less going through the same type of emotional, social, physical type stuff. And, you know, if you want better, you can have better. Uh and, and if you want it that bad, you'll find the, the you'll find the journey, you'll find the way. And if you don't want it bad enough, you're gonna find excuses. Um, that's the kind of the mantra I've been I've been saying multiple times every day, every week. And I really want to just try to build something special. You know what I'm saying, man? Definitely, definitely. Um, I can enjoy what kind of big solid movement of that. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, do you listen to podcasts or anything uh, that inspires you to kind of keep going? Uh, I listen to not necessarily inspirational podcasts. Um, I listen to a lot of uh, Eric Thomas. Now, remind me who that he's is. He's an ET, the hip hop preacher, is what he's better known by. Hmm, I never heard of him. He's a motivational speaker. Okay, Eric Thomas. Yeah, you should you should check him out sometime. He's definitely uh, he's like up there in the top ten like motivational speakers of the world. Yeah, I should probably know who that is. I I I mean you once you see a video of him, you'll you'll know who he is. You've heard his voice before. Like if you watch any YouTube video that's got any motivational speaking behind it, you've probably heard his voice. Yeah, you're probably right. I feel like I was just talking about this guy with another colleague of mine yesterday. Um, you like Joe Rogan? Because oh, Joe yeah, Rogan is yeah. my, one of my biggest influences ever. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy listening to his podcast. I'll turn him on throughout the workday. Um, I really like listening to the Bow Hunters talk. Yeah, you were saying that Cam Haynes, yeah, and, and, and Adam Green, John Dudley, and, yeah, and John Dudley. He's from Iowa. Oh, nice. Iowa <laughs> boy. Now, are, now, are you a Iowa State or University of Iowa fan? Are you um, part of that? So, like, if it came down to it, and I had to choose, I'm a Hawkeye boy through and through. Nice. <laughs> no offense to Iowa State people. Yeah. Much love. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't really get into the whole political Iowa State, Iowa, I'm better than you talk. I don't really, I don't care to get all into that. 
Dude, there's a lot of that. Iowa fans are so like, don't talk to me because I'm better than you because I went to Iowa. <laughs> yeah, it's it gets a little weird between those two schools. <laughs> That's right. All the love to the people in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude. So we have Rogan. Rogan, someone that I love listening to as well. I mean, there's a whole bunch of MMA thing uh, podcasts. You know, MMA is something that. I, I started to get into back in 2007, like watching UFC and, um, you know, like George St. Pierre and Chuck Liddell were like the big guys back then. Um, but I never really got too deep into it. But, you know, talking to guys like you and listening to Joe Rogan podcast and, you know, following people from on it, I'm learning more and more about it. Um, what other techniques do you really uh, ad- admire or want to get better at as uh, in, in MMA. I know you said you're a wrestler, so your ground game has got to be freaking top notch. It's pretty solid. Um, I've I've really got into studying striking. My cool. I do a lot of studying on the Bang Muay Thai system. Okay. <laughs> Dwayne Ludwig, TJ Dillashaw, those boys. I yes. do a lot of studying on that, and um, but. If there's one thing that I would want to really break into and study that I kind of have neglected, it's just the pure sport of Muay Thai. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's like a very brutality, stand toe-to-toe, let's see who's going to fold first and go out on the shield kind of sport. Yeah, dude, the, back in 07 or 06, one of my friends got into Muay Thai big time, and he did a Muay Thai fight. And it is a very interesting concept. I mean, I'm not too familiar with it, but, yeah, like you're saying, it's, like you said, toe-to-toe. Let's see who backs down. And um, So, like, how do you go about being a better – like, are, like, what are your what, – what is your uh, – like, what's your program or protocol for being more of a Muay Thai style fighter? Um... I guess it's kind of just getting with the right team in a sort of um, in a sort of say, but um, I've kind of ventured out and and I've done a little cross training. I've done some training over um, at Iowa Pinnacle or or TBI here in Des Moines, and then when I just traveled up to Omaha, I did some training with those boys and. Just uh, going around to the different gyms and picking up little little hints here and there, or little tips of the trade, just so you can increase your overall knowledge of the stand-up game, too. Not cool, really just uh, Muay Thai by itself. And then uh, working with Isik as well, like, man, he's got some crazy... Uh, he puts me through some crazy body movements that... Um, I don't really see it all or I haven't really seen from from a stand-up coach in that sort of sense like uh, a lot of the times people get into like a, a ritual you know or a, a routine of doing the same thing so you kind of get the same looks and you know what's coming but when I work with Isik, I don't ever know what's coming next with that guy dude that guy is pretty interesting yeah. and inspirational and it's awesome to kind of be around him and learn from him and everything with Viking Ninja and, you know, everything that he's doing. And, and we're all kind of like coming together and connecting and, and building, you know, this community. It's it's pretty interesting. And I'm very, very excited to see like how this unfolds. And yeah, like, 
the success of all the people involved and and everything and the community that's being built like i was saying so dude benny this is you know we're, we're about an hour in and this has been really fun and i really appreciate your time and, and, and your flexibility and, and connecting with you where can people find you if they want to follow a little bit more of your story and kind of watch you as you as you uh build your career as a professional and uh you know get get that dana white phone call <laughs> um social medias my uh my instagram is benny boy mma uh, and then my facebook is ben halder ben halder okay awesome i'm gonna put those in the show notes for people to kind of you know get in touch with you if anything um dude i appreciate your time yeah this was a really fun conversation and uh you know i look forward to crossing paths again at another viking ninja event like i was saying there's going to be ways that i'm going to be partnering with them in the future and i know you are with them and this is going to be a fun ride i realize i feel i really feel that i feel like this is going to be a really fun ride for a lot of people and a lot of people that can get involved with viking ninja and all that so benny oh. thank you so much and that's the podcast everybody give it up for benny halden what a great guy and i am just super fortunate to have had the experience to work with benny during the viking ninja white belt cert we were going through the body weight portion on a sunday together uh coaching him through counting his repetitions he did the same thing for me it was fun to kind of get that energy from a professional athlete kind of take in uh, how he processes information and, and working out and all that stuff. Viking Ninja Training Systems. There are uh, workshops that are coming up in the near future in Chicago and all over the United States. Check out Viking Ninja Steel Mace. VKNJ Steel Mace on Instagram. Follow Benny, Benny Halder's Instagram. That's Benny Boy MMA on Instagram at Benny Boy MMA just uh, a bunch of good people learning about their bodies and how to move better and how to feel better going about uh, their goals and just enjoying the journey as it comes and taking care of themselves mentally physically along the way bringing up each other all that jazz this is what this podcast is about that's what Viking Ninja is about thank you to drinkaction.com right now action coffee www.drinkaction.com use promo code Danny at checkout home of the amplified coffee it's MCT infused coffee I mean you can't go wrong if you're looking for a little bit of fat for fuel and this is the uh, fuel for life action coffee give it a shot thank you to well vibes organic CBD go to wellvibesorganic.com right now use promo code Danny at checkout get 20% off your order of the highest quality organic CBD that's out there right now and get yourself feeling good get your body uh, relaxed and rested and get your brain in a parasympathetic state thank you to formula nootropics go to getmyformula.com right now take a little quiz and see what formula stacks nootropic stacks are right for you and get yourself thinking on higher levels to start your day Go throughout the day, optimize, and finish the day strong. Check out my Instagram, Danny Cola Fitness. Let's connect there. Slide in the DMs. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please share it, review it, all that stuff. And I'll catch you later. Have a great day. All the love.